I am Angela That's DJ, what I love. Mr. Mallard. Uh, join me as always, uh, Mr. Chief of Morale himself, Bud Copeland. Bud, how are you this evening before we go? So the point being is, good golfers are fucking dime a dozen. And we saw it in full swing that the line of demarcation between... Here, are you ready, Bud? Are you ready for the players? Are you ready to make money? Are you ready to try to beat me? I didn't do my homework this week. What's happening, everybody? Welcome into Divots and Pivots. It's Tuesday night here on the Fantasy Sports Corporation. I am Andrew LaDuke, a.k.a. Mr. Mallet. Bud will be joining me here shortly. I believe he's just having some connectivity issues, but that don't, that don't matter. We will get into it. Exciting week of golf for the first full tournament event of the year this past week with the Sony Open. So we're going to get into that. We're going to get into what happened overseas in Dubai with uh, w- with Rory and all, and all that going on. So uh, we're going to get into that. We're going to get into a bunch of other stuff, and we're going to get into some news. So stick around. We're right here. That's right. Let's get into the news and the fourth wall, as always, going down right now. I am sorry. Bud will be joining us here in a second. I forgot to send him the link to get him into the show. So that is uh, my bad. But let's kick it off and have him join in in the middle. Let's talk about Grayson Murray's win this week at the Sony Open. I want to pull up because I want to get this the story right because his story was quite uh, quite fun to watch here. Um, let me pull up his the the tweet he had here. Uh, so if you remember about, I believe it was like eight months ago, when they had the player-only meeting for the PGA Tour, uh, and Grayson Murray was the guy who stood up from the back and was talking about how uh, it'd be fair for everyone to get to kind of get the same money, uh, same opportunity. Speaking of, here comes Bud right here. Sorry, Bud. Because <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not one to like, you know, throw people under the bus. No, that was all me. <laughs> okay, so then we can move on. I already what I threw, missed, my, two I threw myself under the bus before uh, uh, before you could come in. No, no, oh, all you missed was the, was the new uh, swanky uh, news. In. We just rolled that out because I was just going to roll right into the news until you got on. And uh, so I was just talking about the Sony Open real fast and getting into Grace and Murray uh, before you got in. So any before we get to that, though, now that you're here, how are you? Any uh, any words of wisdom as we start the night off for the, for the masses here? Yeah, check your check your messages. I say, I guess I don't. I don't know. No big news for me. Adrian Moronk wins DP World Tour Player of the Year. Now, for mm-hmm. folks who are like, what the, what are you even talking about? DP World Tour for the uninitiated is the year. What are we drinking tonight? Hold on, pause. Was that a truly? It was a truly. Yeah, it's one of them lemonade ones. Basic. <laughs> don't bitch. worry for for when that uh, one's done. I, I do have the whiskey here ready to go. I got my standard coffee black with some apple juice on the side. Nice. Adrian Moronk. So the DP World Tour, European PGA Tour has been the European yep. Tour has been everything. They they were one of the first big golf entities to start getting a ton of this, uh, I guess, Middle East money, Saudi money, whatever you want to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they started playing tournaments down in Dubai. Famously, now they lead off their season in the Middle East. That's where they are right now. But just like how postseason awards come out well after the season ends, the DP World Tour didn't end when the FedEx Cup ended. It, it went until November, December. Mm-hmm. And it's weird because Rory won his third DP World Tour Rolex Series Race to Dubai Championship Belt, whatever the hell they call their kind of FedEx Cup thing. <laughs> yeah. And Moronk was, I'm probably saying that wrong too. Somebody's going to be like, dude, you're butchering that. But Adrian Moronk. I, I think he, it's Moronk. Uh, I think you actually are right in this case. He. He won a handful of times. He was famously snubbed mm-hmm. for the Ryder Cup, even when they were going, even though they were going back to the Italian or the host of the Italian Open where he played. Um, and so, with this kind of Player of the Year and his finishing, I want to say he finished like third or fourth uh, on the DP World Tour, behind like Victor Hovland and uh, Rasmus Hoygaard or Nikolai <laughs> Hoygaard. It was one of the brothers Hoygaard. I can't yeah. remember which one it was. Uh, the brothers Hoygaard and Rory. So I mean, he finishes fourth, but he ends up being Player of the Year. Which mm-hmm. I think, and I don't know how it's calculated over there. I, it sounds to me like it's a vote. Don't at me, bro. I didn't do my homework on the DP <laughs> World Tour voting for Player of the Year. But what the coverage is showing is that uh, 
it was kind of well-earned, well-deserved. It wasn't a surprise to anybody, especially when you talk about the other guys I mentioned, mostly playing on the PGA Tour with the exception of the Hoygaard, uh, who who was primarily over there. But with that status, he does get, he's part of that, uh, that kind of top 10 DP world tour finishers Mm -hmm. get status on the PGA tour. So that was this global alliance, not to dive too deep into, to live, but we're going to get there eventually. This, when, when kind of the re shifting of the realignment of golf was going on, the DP world tour and the PGA tour have had a long history. Obviously one kind of not spun out of the other, but they, they kind of Mm -hmm. grew up together and now they're co-entities so to speak they are definitely independent entities from one another again don't at me with your details but they do have this strategic alliance and it got criticized because it does sound like it's much more set up for the pga tour to kind of pull the best from the dp world tour over but when it was designed that's where all the opportunity was who knows with this global tour direction that we're going in but the dp world tour part of that Part of that agreement was, all right, the top 10 finishers on the DP World Tour who don't already have status on the PGA Tour get invited to come over the following year, which is a huge deal. It gets into these signature events. They carry a lot of prize money, and also it's just more opportunities to get into the majors because at the end of the day, that's really all that we care about is who's going to be at the majors. And Mm -hmm. I don't even know if we care how they get there, but no, we just want to know that the top guys are going to be together four times a year. And I do think that that's where people like Phil miss the boat where he says, you know, Liv is going to try to get the top guys together more often, or this whole shakeup is going to bring the top guys. Nobody gives a rat's rear. Golf junkies are going to watch like I did on the Sony Open three-way playoff down yep. to down to the twilight. So and good. Then, and, and, you know, and check in on the DP World Tour <laughs> watching Rory rope hook one in the water. Uh, we'll get into that. But Adrian Marunk, I was big on him earlier this year. I'm going to be you big are. on him this year. And he's no stranger to the States. I think he went to college in Tennessee or East Tennessee State or one of those one of those schools. Like a lot of these European golfers, they come over here for the collegiate opportunities because, again, closer you are to American mm-hmm. soil, I guess, the more opportunity you have for the PGA Tour. Anyway, it makes sense. It makes so that's sense. how I – that's how I'm doing. I, I'm happy awesome. for my boy Adrian Marunk. And I'm also, I was, I was cracking on your truly because I'm sporting a uh, Bartlett for America mug tonight in honor of our, <laughs> uh, our kind of conversation we're going to have later about weekend movies. But let's get back to what we were nice, actually nice. here to talk about. Like you alluded to, yeah. the news. I already knocked out DP World Tour Player of the Year because I know that's what everybody tuned in to hear about. Everybody, they, um, yeah, we saw a big news, uh, a big viewer drop right after you were done that because they got what they wanted. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> catch us on catch us on the pod. So bullet two. Grayson yeah, bullet- Murray. What what did I miss? Where did you go? How deep did you get? Uh well look, you I mean I went back to eight, eight months ago is how deep I went. because uh, it's because I'm you if you listened last if you listened last week, I actually alluded to this event happening because you I forget the name you brought up, but I thought, wait a minute, was that the guy who spoke up from the back of the players only meeting? You correct mm-hmm. me, it wasn't him, but we didn't have the name of the guy it was at the time. I didn't correct you. I was wrong. I didn't think that Grayson Murray was at that meeting because I thought it was a I my brain was still stuck on um Mackenzie Hughes being pissed off, being locked out of the top 30 meeting. Yeah, this was a completely different meeting. This was literally Yes. like the day after and Grayson just happened to be in that room. Yeah. But so. Mackenzie Hughes is the one that I thought it was. And I was, so we were both on either way. Grayson Murray was the you guy. My eight, I appreciate you. Eight months ago, uh, eight months ago, that player, that player's meeting happened. Grayson's in the back start stands up, has a voice about uh, the kind of the, the equal sharing of the money opportunity, all that jazz. And Rory is up in the front and famously yells back the quote from that meeting play better. To Grayson Murray, which for all, and I think we talked about it here on the show. We said, okay, wasn't wrong, not wrong, uh, and kind of mm-hmm. shut Grayson Murray up. But what Grayson Murray did from there, which I didn't know until now, until I looked back at it, is, is quite awesome because he went back and now for the last eight months, apparently he's been sober uh, for the last eight months, which I don't know if he had a problem before or whatever. But he's chose yeah. the he chose he's the path struggling. of he chose the path of getting that right. Uh, if that's what he needs to do. He also regained his PGA Tour status by way of the corn ferry tour. So he went out there and grinded it, grinded it out. Um, and then he, yesterday, not yesterday, Sunday, today's Tuesday, Sunday, he gets out there and pushes himself into a, a three-way playoff be- with Benny on and Keegan Bradley. Keegs was kind of seemed to be in control going out there. Grayson Murray puts it in the trees or in the rough, not, not the great lie. Benny on Keegs put it in the fairway, bomb it. And Murray goes out there, heads it a great approach shot to just lay it up, and then sticks it within four feet for a little tap-in 
uh, birdie putt on a par five to finish the day off. And Keegan and Grace, uh, Keegan and Benny on couldn't close. But yeah, Benny, like he, Keegan, I get it. Like he, he didn't put himself in great shot. He had a long putt to do it. So like that one, I was like, ah, he, he just screwed up. Benny on had like a five, six footer and he just, ch- just choked it and missed it uh, below the hole. Just really didn't go after it. And Murray comes out with the win in the three man, one hole playoff uh, win. And for that journey, that eight month journey for him, it's just an awesome story. Cause even down to the way he had to win that playoff hole, he, he just said, okay, yeah, fine. I, he, he kind of accepted his position on the tour where he was, as Rory pointed out in front of everyone and said, okay, fine. Let me own that. Let me grind. Let me get back to what I, where I need to be, what I need to do. Well, so this is also, and it's back-to-back weeks. We talk about guys coming over who have, who have publicly uh, mm-hmm. gone through a battle with <clears throat> substance abuse, addiction, whatever you want to call it, issues, demons, et cetera. And uh, Grayson, he actually, the playoff hole, he had to he sank a bomb to win. It was yes. when he's when he stuck that dart that was on seventy second. That but you're right, Keegan was. Oh, in a, that's in a, that's in a, right. I'm Keegan sorry. The short one was to tie. Right. right. Keegan was a bit in a position to close. Benny on had a putt for the win, and no, neither mm-hmm. one of them could do it. Grayson stuck it, nails, you know, mm-hmm. and then on the first playoff hole, drains a bomb to to get that's his right. win. And you're I right, had the holes he, reversed. You're right. He did <laughs> happens all the time, right? <laughs> Who has that happen to? He. He had, he, you know, he he saw the depths of hell. He was a winner before. He won one of these kind mm-hmm. of second tier tournaments. I want to say it was like the Barbersol or the Barracuda so, or something yeah. of that ilk. And he's been there. But then, um, just like Chris Kirk, he just kind of, you know, people have their battles. Everybody's going, everybody's going through something. And yep. uh, some some it's tougher than others. And he kind of found that the the path, and he is on it now. And I think once they understand that they're these guys are special. I mean, and you, when you operate yeah. at that level. They were just channeling their energy in the wrong place, and some of it. Sometimes it's so academic that, uh, you know, it, it once it's once it just kind of locks into place. Oh, okay. So this is what the this is what life can be like if I if I kind of stay focused, uh, you know, and remind myself and stay humble. You talk to any of these guys who struggle with addiction and humility. You, you're never you're never you're never done. You're always you're mm. always. It sounds sounds weak, but it's not. You have to remind yourself that you're always vulnerable to a slip up. And so to see him get back to where he was and a quick backtracking on that players meeting, I did a little more follow-up reading on it too. And apparently uh, Wesley Bryan, another PGA tour pro mm-hmm. was in the room and he was quoted later as saying like, it, it wasn't, it wasn't as contentious as it was reported. It went yeah. down how it was reported. Yeah. You know, great. <laughs> the words were great. said. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Great. Grayson screamed from the back. You know, you lied to us. You should resign. And I guess Rory, Rory just chirped, play better, Grayson, or just play better. I don't know if he addressed my name, but he did yeah. say that afterwards, they, and he, and, and Brian insinuates that both Grayson and uh, Rory were there, were kind of mucking it up a little bit, making light of it. It was collegial, it was lighthearted. Um, Cause it was probably one of those moments of like, you've got a point. Yeah. You've got a point too. Like it's, yeah. you know, so what are you going to do? Like we're both right. So let's move on. But I love that Grayson's back. And there was a really nice yeah. uh, borderline sweet moment uh, after the win where our boy Akshay, and I know that's going to, we, we've been big AB fans for a while now. And I have a feeling he'll be <laughs> showing up later in the show as well. Don't worry. And he, uh, Oh, you tease. <laughs> but he walked out onto the onto the green to congratulate Grayson too because there's there's some kind of corn fairy tour brethren yeah. there and it was funny he said you and me buddy because Akshay has been playing well and you're right he yeah. is going to show up later because he's going to be a staple in my lineup until he cracks through because he already won it kind of in the shoulder season one of those off mm-hmm. events uh, but I got a feeling we're not too far off from him him uh, really locking it in because he came out strong at the century he meandered around and didn't do terrible at the Sony Open my lineup was down yeah. to him and Brendan Todd it was a sad day for me but he mm. went out and c- congratulated Grayson and said you and me buddy we're going to we're going to ride this and work our way to number one and two in the world so cool things coming out of the sony open now not not pga tour related we can't go we can't go (laughs) and there's a couple of different things and i'll I'll give you the pick where do you want to start when we as we introduce we really should just have a live segment of the week and whether it's uh we really should whether whether it's a minute or 15 minutes or god knows sometimes it'll be the whole show i have some updated thoughts and gripes and opinions about news and live golf but uh where do you want to start well, is your gripe schedule related? Because my gripes are are Nike related, not gripes, but my my thoughts are Nike related. So if we're both Nike related, then let's go to Nike. But unless you have, because I don't necessarily care about the list. I have both. You, 
then then let's 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 breeze through the lift schedule first. I think we're gonna spend longer on the on the, the shoe stuff and Brooksy and all that. Well, we're not even gonna visit the schedule. They just finally okay. announced they're finally they they finally locked in places for tournaments coming up in March yep. and April. And one of them in April is going to, they're going back to Trump Doral down in South Florida. It's going to be the week before week before the masters. It's going to be their kind of, they're trying to set this up as their kind of warm up to the major season, but taking three steps back and again, kind of putting Mr. Norman on blast because I'm sure I'm on his radar. Totally. Live is when you can, and this is all for also for the keyboard warriors out there. When you compare the two products now, PGA tour does have a product issue. Rory was right. The mm -hmm. sponsors are still being asked to pay for, you know, pay the same amount, if not more money and the product has not evolved. That lives in its own universe. I'm not trying to do a side by side comparison. The point that I was getting at is live is still in the beta testing um, almost sophomoric kind of you would you would expect this kind of organization from somebody with limited means, yeah. But the fact that we're it's it's January and they just now finally either locked in, announced mm -hmm. what have you locations for this year. I don't care that you spent five hundred million dollars to buy the world number two and then put him on a shelf. We haven't seen John Rahm or heard from him since, which yeah. is part of the deal. And they all kind of know. He, you almost felt like when he went on Hannity or whatever Fox News show he did with that that live golf oh, jacket on, yeah, you almost felt like a, it, you almost felt like he was giving like, like he was a space explorer. He's like, I'll, I'll see you guys around. You know, I don't know if I'll <laughs> yeah. ever see you again or if I'm ever. It's weird, but they all get yeah. it. They all buy. It. They all they all understand it. I just think to myself, what? Where do people still get off thinking that like this is the future? Or now they're grasping on, hey, look, shook up the game of golf, and it's like. We've we've gone through this before. I know. If I if I get a nice big beautiful house because it was burned down in arson, and you're like, hey, but check out the new house you got. I'm like, I still had to go through somebody mm -hmm. burning my other one down. So the way that this change is coming about is still to me not cause for celebration, and nor do is there room for live people. And I mean that in the most objectively judgmental sense that I can live people. You live people who still claim that this is the future, this is the way, this is the path. No, it's not. It's a very splashy, high-priced alternative, and I've experienced it. Divots and Pivots was there for season one of Live. We went out and saw it, and it was fun. Yeah, we had a great it, time. But it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't a competitor for the PGA Tour. Mm -mm. It's not. It doesn't have the gravitas. And like in basketball, if the Harlem Globetrotters all of a sudden fell into billions and billions of dollars yep. and they just started picking off Kevin Durant and LeBron and some of these guys, again, you want to come play a third of the games, no practice, 10 times the money. And that became the retirement circuit. People would show up. They would sell out arenas because of the names. The NBA would continue to thrive because for every John Rom yep. that gets lured away for $500 million, you've got Gordon Sargic, Christo Lamprey. Ludwig mm -hmm. A. Bear, you've got this this factory. The PGA Tour is strong. Now they do have issues, and I agree again with Rory. We do need to. I don't know if spice things up is the right way. I think, yeah. I think getting a guy like Kiz in the in the in the booth was a step in the right direction. I think also you know these kind of play through commercial breaks. You got to keep that up. Yeah. Everybody's got everybody's got a widescreen. You, you got to have the side by side. I'll actually pay attention and listen to all of the symptoms of mesothelioma, if as long as I can watch somebody <laughs> grind over a ten footer. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna change just, the channel yeah. because I still get the golf. So that's my gripe: is stay in your lane. Everybody and Ian Poulter did it again. He couldn't help himself, and he's out mm. there talking about oh Rory, nothing we can't fix over a cup of coffee, but no apology. Shut your mouth. Just shut it. An, an you're still, you're still, <laughs> no, nobody owes anybody an apology. No, you owe, you owe me an apology for putting me in this position to chastise you again, Mr. Poulter. You took the money, you ran, <laughs> quit acting like your new fine. product is a competitor. It's fine. You can coexist in this world. Uh, and I'm sorry that you had to go through the shaming of being ostracized when you'd made a business decision and people wanted to protect their business. It was yeah. only once you had a, checkbook shaped bazooka pointed at their face mm -hmm. that the PGA tour decided to play ball because that's how it works in business, right? If your product's not going to outperform us, where else can we beat you? It was in the courtroom. It was mm -hmm. in the pocketbook. And so people will say, well, they still won. They didn't win shit. They forced yeah, their opponent no. to the table. So it, long way to go with live. 
But what you're talking about, I think, is a much more globally interesting point in the live universe. Do you want to talk about what's happening with, is it Smash? The boys over at Smash? Yes, the the Smash uh, uh, golf course. I think they go by Smash GC. I I keep forgetting, but I think it's the GC they go by. Golf club, just like those uh, football clubs, like like Barcelona. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so Brooksy's team smash uh, just a week after Nike drops Tiger. Uh, Nike debuts that Brooksy and his team get a, a shoe deal. Uh, and uh, they're not the worst looking Nike. Side note, they're not the worst looking Nike they're shoes sure. I've seen. I, I've, I've, seen yeah. a, I've seen a lot of bad designer shoes. Uh, those ones are not bad. I, I still don't I want a shoe that has, now. I still don't want a shoe that says smash across the side of it. But um, compared to others, <laughs> they're not bad. But that's beside the point. I don't really care about that. Maybe this is just me being cynical. It can't just be coincidence of the timing of dropping Tiger and lining up with with Brooksy over on Live. My I went down a rabbit hole of, of cynicism with this when this dropped because I started connecting dots with string on wall and 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 you all right. know uh, all uh, of a sudden uh, there's a grassy right, Alice, walls. tell me about your Wonderland visit. Where, where all did of a sudden there's a grassy. No, so. This feels like there was a chance that this was a this this deal was presented to Tiger, and not that they needed his approval, but like he got word of it happening and the conversations were had. And I feel like there's a chance Tiger stepped up and said, "It's me or them." Like I'm not gonna like you're I'm not gonna be Nike's flagship face of golf anymore if you're gonna align with Brooks Kepka and and Smash and this fake team of his. It, it just feels too, and maybe I'm going too far, but it just feels too coincidental on the timing for me. And I don't want to believe that Tiger Woods is that, like, <laughs> that stubborn in all this. Because if he is, then he's the only one who's still like really holding that ground that this that that this can't just be a business thing. But is, do you think there's any credence to this happens to that being the case here, or do you think this was just it was Tiger's time and they saw an opening in their in their roster of we need to fill a gap here. This is the best thing we can do right now with our money. Yeah, no, you're reading way too much into this. First of all, we don't know if this is like a long term deal or if this is one of those one offs. I mean, Nike does this all the time. They present their mm-hmm. people with specialized, customized shoes for different events. Mm-hmm. Uh, Liv has their first team event coming up in a couple of weeks. Maybe this is just their way of saying Brooksy's still one of our guys. Worse, because mm-hmm. Nike, just like some of these other companies, Taylor Made's another one that's famously not told their guys to. You know, step aside. A couple of yep. a couple of endorsement deals were were broken for whatever reasons, but by and large, yeah, Nike's like we don't give a shit where he plays. We just want him to play well and wear our wear our stuff. Nike still has Rory under under a big contract. They still they just signed Nelly Corda to a massive contract. Yes, um, yeah. they still got Scotty Scheffler. They're you know they're they're doing just fine. Tiger, oh, yeah. the timing of it all, I don't think one had anything to do with the other. Honestly, I think these are mm-hmm. one off. They are pretty slick looking shoes, and I'm not even like a sneakerhead or anything. I'm not but either, I do but like, not bad. I do like, yeah, I do like the the look of these. Uh, but something more interesting than that is that Tiger Woods owns the TW logo. Let me repeat. Nike mm-hmm. does not own that TW logo that Tiger would wear. And for a while, famously, he would, it was in his contract. He he could wear the TW logo on Thursdays and Fridays, but on the weekend, the swoosh had to be front and center. Right. Yes. Let's be honest. Tiger either ha- is part owner or he's a huge investor, or he's want, he's just going to create his own clothing line. Maybe he's pairing up with acorn Hills and, you know, Nate's just keeping it from us. But, um, Tiger's so. gonna Tiger's gonna come out with the TW brand. It's gonna be just like I said, the Golden Bear and Arnie Palmer and the Black Knight uh, with Gary Player. Mm-hmm. That's what's gonna happen there. I think this was just Nike being super. So I mean, he's a Brooks is a major champion. He's gonna play in all the majors again this year. This is just them saying like, "Hey, business is business. If he's gonna get some eyeballs, then we want to make sure he, that we treat him just like we're gonna treat anybody else and try to try to take advantage of this." That said, <clears throat> I also think it was a strategic play on Nike's part, recognizing that maybe the PGA Tour is not the future of their line. Because mm-hmm. it is moving into a more niche market where you know maybe it's Travis Matthews or it's Malbon or you know who's so Travis Matthews remember started out as a surf company, Callaway bought them and turned them into this kind of like people don't sometimes don't understand that Callaway 
owns Travis Matthews, not as hip and off brand as you think. It is one of the mainline <laughs> brands. Uh, everywhere. It is really cool. It's dope shit. I love their stuff, but that that's the big name now. So I think Nike's yeah. going to pick their, you know, they're still just going to pick their places, but it's going to, they're, they're no longer going to go the, you know, just everybody coming out of high school, you know, come to us, come to us. It's going to be very strategic. And so this, the shoe gate is, it's just fun. I think it's Brooksy, Brooksy getting some cool yeah. stuff. And, um, I'm more I'm more interested in another former Nike guy and Jason Day. You know, he he signed with Malbon. We talked about yes, and yep. Malbon just uh, just announced that they signed another high profile golfer, Charlie Hull, British British golfer on the LPGA tour, uh, pretty big following on social media, mm-hmm. and 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 you know she's all of a sudden part of Malbon Golf, and then Min Woo Lee comes out. He's the first Lululemon golfer. And he gave yeah. a really interesting interview about that, talking about how, you know, it's interesting. Jason Day went baggy with Malbon. He goes, you don't really see that. And he's like, mm-hmm. I, I think that I identify more with the Lululemon crowd. He's like, I brought, he claimed to bring back the mock turtleneck. Tiger brought the mock turtleneck, but his point's sure. valid that we hadn't seen one like he wore it at the players last year. So well, Brooks, yeah. Brooksy's deal is fun, but there's, I think it's just going to be an interesting time with golf swag and gear especially here mm-hmm. on divots and pivots stay tuned for exciting announcements it uh, is it, but, but 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 to your point of lululemon and and his point joggers are like making it they're making a, a statement in the golf world right now and i know i always go here but the content creators um but the good good like a lot of those guys wear lululemon uh, not lululemon specifically maybe not but they wear joggers that like that tighter looser kind of athletic pant that apparently you're able to get away with wearing on the golf course in some of these locations that are much more strict with their uh, their dress code, they're becoming popular because they are look they are comfortable. They're loose. You can move around in them. You can, it's it makes sense. So good for Minwoo Lee, uh, Jabberjaw. Uh, good evening as well. Love that your fiance loves Lululemon. Get around on a golf course. Happy to do a product review for us. Let us know how uh, how they are out there. And uh, Jabberjaw, Jabberwocky, <laughs> and Thomas. Um, thanks for uh, tuning in as well. Uh, love you guys tuning in. Um, but yeah, the, you, the, I'm, we, I'm not even, I'm not even in the front right now. Your boy, what you got? I'm wearing Lululemon. I'm wearing some Lululemon, yeah. you know, just athletic nice. shorts. They're comfortable as hell. They got the liner in them. Um, of course that also topped <laughs> off with the acorn Hills pullover, but I, I think it's a bit, I think this is where, what you're going to see. So Lululemon, I mean, wa- watch, watch out next. We're going to get like target targets. Got some really good. Sh- they're going to go sign somebody just to say like, Hey, motion in the in motion you're gonna see this movement um we're with more more of these guys because it's not again it's not cool to be the same you know float float against the mainstream or whatever yeah um sweetwater is a beer down in uh, out of georgia that i love and that's their whole thing like float against the mainstream but minwoo lee and lululemon but with the way he the way he was so proud of his mock turtleneck I kind of, <laughs> and I remember texting, I think it was you uh, just about yeah. that specifically being like, I, I'll, it felt weird with the mustache and the mullet. But then again, so I'm, that's the thing. I, you it's, know. it's the mustache. I think for me, not even the mullet, it's the mustache. It's the combination of all three. If you can do two out of three, as Meatloaf famously said, two out of three ain't bad. Give me two out of those three. You can't, all three together is weird. So Meatloaf, <laughs> fun fact, well, everybody knows this. Top, top, he was, top three favorite artists of mine, by the way. So the, please don't, don't trash on them. I'm not about to trash him. I'm, 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 a, I'm a big, I'm a big meat, I'm a big meatloaf guy. I'm so big, such a big meatloaf guy. I was watching Fight Club this last weekend. Yeah, you, know, you forget that his, you know, he's in there. He has, he plays a major role in that little crew. And where I know we're going to talk about movies here in just a second. Mm-hmm. Um, but meatloaf, deep pull. All right, Lululemon. Uh, and, and I guess I guess he's trying to take credit. Minwoo Lee. This is actually why I brought it up. He's trying to take credit, or at least associate himself with the phrase "let him cook." And he's like, he'll sign his, he'll caption his social media stuff, just chef. And he's not saying he's the owner of it. He is just adopting it. And I think it's kind of, I'm not, I'm I, can't, I, can't, I can't let him have, I know I can't let him have that. I can't either. He can't is, have, let him cook. Let him cook. Everybody, <laughs> everybody, everybody, everybody knows that that belongs to the, uh, the unemployed former starting quarterback of the Denver Broncos. Who's going to yeah. take that deal? Like who, where's Russell Wilson going to end up? I don't know. I'm. I can't talk football right now. I can't. I'm All right. Well, t- 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 talk about underdog fantasy, and then when we come back, we're going to dive yes. into a little bit of movies before we go to the American Express. Fantasy Sports Corp and Underdog Fantasy have teamed up to start your fantasy season off in the win column with Best Ball. What is Best Ball? 
It's quite simply the easiest way to win. No team management, no trades, no waivers. It's their biggest contest ever and it has only gotten bigger. You simply have to sit and win. You don't even have to set your lineup. Always get your best score every week. Just enter a contest, draft your team, and Underdog will do the rest. What could make this even better? How about free money, up to $100 using our exclusive promo code? Go online now and use the promo code DIVPIV to double your deposit up to $100. You tell them Gingerbread sent Good girl. Real fast, just because it took me a hot second to recognize the screen name. Uh, Jabberjaw here. That's Nick from over at Scoreboard Addicts. And I had a, a faux pas last week when I said uh, stay tuned for after our show for Scoreboard Addicts that coming up. Uh, Scoreboard Addicts is on Thursday nights here on Fantasy Sports Corporation, not Tuesday nights. Uh, so if you suck around for the Scoreboard Addicts last week, I apologize. Uh, I was mistaken. But Thursday nights is when you can catch those guys right here on the Fantasy Sports Corporation. So thanks for tuning in, Nick. Uh, thanks for tuning in, TJ, as always. Uh, yeah, so let's let's get into movies because you had this idea: top five weekend movies. So all right. first, first of all, where did where did, did just just a random thought you had that or were you watching a specific movie this week and that was like i want a list of this it it was actually it was one of the movies that's on my list it's my number Perfect. one it's my lead off and these are in no particular order but it Same. got me thinking because it was definitely we came home from we came home from swim from swim with the little one cooper rose is three and a half she's in swim and it's freaking hilarious and i love it but anyways we got home and i'm just flipping through kind of trying to kill time before you know football started and i came across this movie and i just immediately just hit just turned it on and my wife was like we own this we own it on dvd we own it on digital <laughs> she's like i'm pretty sure you could watch it anywhere for free right now streaming why did you just put this on and i was like it's because yep. it's a must it's oh i feel like on saturday or sunday afternoons there's certain movies that if you come across them you have to at least give it a drive by you have to pop in you mm-hmm. got to find out what First of all, you got to find out where is it in the movie, and then you have to stick around long enough to just get to the next quotable line or scene or something exactly. memorable. Uh, and so that's when I just texted you. I said, that's it. Uh, this week, top five weekend movies. And um, and I got to say, I was a little shocked at <laughs> the first one, the first one that you put. And um, I did. It's because I watched I did, it this weekend. <laughs> I, I, I saw that it was on, but I passed it a little yeah. bit of judgment. Oh, and, no, I Netflix that. <laughs> but but because of one of the main characters and how much i love him and his other stuff yes. and then you go back and then you have to remind yourself it's a disney so w- what's kicking off your list top five and we'll go back and forth and find out real fast nick is also into the movie so stick around nick here we go we'll see, i'll see what your uh what see Tin cup stick around for that uh he also says the replacements right here must be watched whatever it's on that's tbs a- i i agree and, and before i even give any of the ones on my list i will say this is not even just it's a top five these are the first ones that came to my head you gave you gave there. me your list and i said all of those also a must except maybe one yeah. um like and it's and really for me it's like you said it's about not necessarily my favorite movies of all time but the ones where no, i just have to, i have to check in on so for me the one that i watched this week and that i remembered how much i loved is cool runnings and i don't care give me all the shit you want cool runnings is an awesome movie and i don't i, yes. I don't care it, it's funny it's lighthearted, but then at the end you get that awesome sports moment where you're reminded the sport moments uh, sports movies don't need to end with a win they don't need Anka. to end. it's just you're awesome. dead man it gives me all the feels and I love cool running. So cool runnings was the one that all I watched right, this I'll, weekend that I had, that I had to put on this list because you text me while I was watching it. And, and, and like I told you, I came around because John candy, sneaky, sneaky, good rest in peace. Gladiator was what was the movie that Gladiator, kicked it off for yes. me. Uh, I, I, I turned it on and it was the scene where he refuses to fight. He's a slave and yep. you know, they're painting the thing and he gets hit in the stomach and then he's like, his time will come. Uh, and then just I forgot how much straight up gore there was. And there I is. I'm torn about the reboot, um, you know, between Mean Girls, which Mean Girls reboots coming out pretty soon in the theaters. Don't sleep on the new Mean Girls uh, because they, 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 they kept some. But Gladiator, this reboot, I'm interested to see it. Your next one, I actually was like, how did this slip my list? But it's such a good one. And you're going to see there's a, there's a slight little with my list. There's a slight theme of Nicolas Cage 
in my list here, uh, which which I'm slightly embarrassed. Screw it. I, I find Nicolas Cage enjoyable. So for me, The Rock with Nicolas Cage and Sean Connery. I'm sorry. That movie growing up every single time it was on TV, I stopped and watched it. It was a fantastic movie. Whenever they pull those little Kool-Aid looking fucking green balls out that are, that are going to blow up the world, basically. And, and whenever they're fumbling them and they're rolling around, like, give me that crawling through the vents. Like, I love The Rock. The best line, one of the best lines in movies is when Sean Connery, your best losers always whine about their best winners go mm -hmm. home and fuck the prom queen. But then your boy Cage, <laughs> Marla was the prom queen or whatever the hell her name is. Yeah, yeah. Tin cup, <laughs> tin cup was, tin cup was my next one. And that's, and that's because it's not always going to be on network or even like TBS, but golf channel. And I'm such a junkie that 848 in the Salem, Salem, Massachusetts area, 848 on Comcast is golf channel HD. And that's where I end up half the time. I used to watch it every, every night before a golf match, which probably tells you a lot about my psyche when I go going to the course the next day. Uh, I know it front to back inside and out every word, every, you know, kind of gesture. And, um, I, I gotta say it, it might be now we said these aren't our favorites, you know, necessarily they're in that genre. Sure. of you got to stop, this is a crossover for me. It's uh, we've talked about top golf movies of all time. It's not my top golf movie of all time, but it is one of my top sure. of all time. Your next one, I it's, a, it's I, an obvious one. It's everybody. A it, everybody it does it. It should have been. It should almost have been emeritus status. But you pulled yeah. out the tearjerker. Well, not here's not really what, a tearjerker. So here's why I do because Nick is Nick is still with us here, and he's so big into movies. I'm gonna I'm not gonna say this one just yet because I want to see if he can guess this next movie that we say. So Nick, be paying attention. Me and Butter saying this is the no brainer. Everybody puts this on their list that they have to stop and watch it when it's on TV. Uh, I'm gonna go to my next one and see if Nick comments in the chat what that. Actually, movie hold on before before you before you go to the next one because I put I put duh yeah, yeah. yours and then I put one in parentheses because I needed a space filler. Yes. And the space filler I gave was Roadhouse because that would yeah. be that was my that was my first movie out when That's I was creating my. My list, Such a good one. but this, but but number, but number three for both of us, we met in the middle on that one, and then you came back with another Nicolas Cage classic, and it Angelina Jolie was so hot in this. I'm sorry, when you look, when you look at this, yes, Angelina Jolie was. This is one of my favorite movies with her in it. She's absolute fire in it. But this is a great cast in this movie. When you look at, at, at just how it aged over time, but Gone in sixty seconds. I freaking love Gone in 60 Seconds. It's I, I'm not even a big car guy, but I just love Gone in 60 Seconds. I love the acting and whatever. It, it's cheesy, but it's also just so entertaining. Oh. It's so like mind-numbing that you can just sit there and watch it, laugh, and not even know what the hell is going on. So Gone in 60 Seconds for me. This next one for you, though, that you put under this one, this is one that I enjoy this movie, but I'm not necessarily – I don't feel like I'm going to stop and watch it if it's on TV, but I do enjoy Any the movie. And it's any of them, any of these in this genre, including, okay. including the brand new one that j that's still out in theaters. I think uh, Songbird of it's like Songbirds yeah. and Snakes or some shit. The Hunger Games franchise. Uh, sure. I, honestly, I'm kind of a sucker for the Star Wars franchise, Lord of the Rings mm -hmm. franchise, Divergent, any of those series. If it's a good, successful kind of check your brain at the door. Hell, I even went down a Twilight rabbit hole when I was a teacher mm -hmm. because when I was making Harry Potter references, my students were like, yeah, what the hell is Harry Potter? you had to connect. <laughs> You got to connect, but the Hunger Games franchise, Jennifer Lawrence, uh, you know, is, is phenomenal in it. You do have to kind of, you know, it's willing suspense of disbelief. But this latest one, I was skeptical again. I'm skeptical of reboots yeah. or kind of pre-boots. I, I, I have to and see this latest it, yeah. one. This latest one is actually worth the price of admission because they, okay. they do it really well. Kind of like a three-act play, not unlike my final one. But first, can, I got a funny I, story about yours. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, well, for just a last night on the Hunger Games, I'm going to – this might be controversial. I'd rather, I'd, I'd be more likely to stop the channel and watch any of the Maze Runner movies than the Hunger Games movies. That's fair. I don't, I, I, I love, I find, those, I love I find those enjoyable Scorched too. Scorchers yeah, trials, like the whole bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this last one on my list though. Yeah. This one was, uh, I, I still feel like people love this movie though. And we'll stop on this one, but the Truman show, there's something about the, the way that um, uh, Jim Carrey <laughs> acts in the Truman show, like the way he played that role for me, like, it, it's so fascinating to me. The concept of that movie is fascinating to me. Like the whole storyline, I can't not watch the Truman show when it's on. It's just one of those for me. Never seen it. Whoa. Wow. What? I've, I've <laughs> never actually sat through the Truman show and there's, God. there's quasi a reason for it. When did Truman show come out? That had to. Have, I'm gonna oh, look it up. That had, 
that had to have been like 95, I'm going to guess, maybe. 98. All right. And And here's probably why. It was filmed about two hours away from where I grew up at the time. So it was filmed in a little town called Seaside, which is near Destin, Florida, Panama City, the Panhandle of Redneck Riviera. And I think just like when it came out, there was so much local buzz because that's also the area where a lot of uh, folks, you know, in Tallinnassee have their beach houses down. That's just far enough away, hour and a half, two Mm -hmm. hours away. And, uh, and so I don't know, I just never actually sat down and watched it. And then I think I, it was, it was that kind of like high school age where if I was going to the movies, it was either to make out or like sneak booze or, you know, whatever. And so I wasn't really like paying attention to storylines and, uh, the, but but now I feel like I have to watch it, and especially because of where it was filmed. And there's a bar or there's a bar or restaurant in Seaside in the town where it was filmed called Bud and Allie's. And those of you who have paid attention to the show before know that my roommate's name is Allie. Yes. Uh, real fat Nick, I see you're still there. Yes, the Truman Show, Great Boy Meets World, also fantastic show when they when they make fun of that. Uh, last chance to to guess the the duh. The, the obvious choice for us for TV movies that we have to stop and watch runs on. Uh, hit us in the chat, Nick, before, while uh, Bud gives us his last one here, which I'm a massive fan of this last movie. I applaud you that I did not think of this one because this is one that should have been in my top five. So those of you watching on YouTube saw the Bartlett for America mug. I'm a massive Aaron Sorkin fanatic. I think he's my favorite writer, not just screenwriter, playwriter, whatever. He's my favorite writer because of the way that he's able to write dialogue and lay out a story. A few good men. I mean, it doesn't matter where it is. Every the whole thing is it's a law movie, so it's dialogue driven. It's Aaron Sorkin. It's wicked smart. The story behind it's really cool because he wrote it as a play and he wrote it on bar napkins while he was working, serving pop popcorn and working as an usher at like either it was either on Broadway or just off Broadway in New York City. Um, and so a few good men for me is it that is another one that crosses over into my kind of top five or top ten. All time favorite movies, and judging judging from your reaction, we have an answer from the top ropes. What did Nick give us? Yes, one million percent. Look, I'm not gonna lie, I, I like Clueless. It's, it's, my doctor, it's my doctor said movie. that I can't participate in any activities where balls are flying at my face. There goes your social life. Oh, yeah, you know, I still. So good. I still, I will still use "you're a virgin who can't drive" as an insult. Yes. Just if needs be. So, Nick, I applaud you. I salute no, you. Nick, I think that, that's, that's a, a great call. But no, no, the one we were looking for, Nick, was Shawshank Redemption. That was our dub option. The the walk in the park that one of that, us had to put in the list because it just belongs on this list. Don't don't go claiming all credit. One of us had it was it was on my list when I went to add my, well, that's my what list. That's what I'm notes. saying. That's if you had I said it on dub. your list first, I would have also said something along the lines of dub because it just had to be accounted for by somebody. I get very territorial <laughs> about my movie list, less so about my fantasy golf knowledge, because I gotta tell you, man, I'm taking some I'm taking some beatings early on in the season. Um uh, that, overall, overall, <laughs> overall, my emergency nine from last week did okay. And Same. stick around, stick around. We got a tracker that we're building. We got an intern working on it. And so social media will be have you have you folks updated on our emergency nine every week moving forward soon. But in the meantime, I uh yeah, my my lineup last week was down to uh Akshay and Brendan Todd trying to bring home the win in my other league because mm-hmm. Maddie Fitzpatrick missed cut, and I think. I do think there's an element of I shouldn't have gone with any back-to-back guys because I yep. think a lot of those guys who played I the mentioned Central, that last week, yeah, they just want a GTFO. You know, it, mm-hmm. you, what was fun was watching Kisner out there slap it around and even admit that he was rusty and how you know the booth yeah. you know might be easier, maybe not. Uh, but we're moving on away from the Century. We're back on the mainland. We are at the American Express. We're yep. out west, PGA West. They're playing the stadium course. They play the Nicholas course, and then they mm-hmm. play La Quinta Country Club nearby. All three courses, not necessarily overwhelmingly long, but they are par 72. Um, and then they do play the, the last round back at the stadium course, PGA PGA West, which has the kind of a, a rep, not a replica, but they got a Western version of the Island Green. Theirs is on the 16th hole. But all of these are challenging courses, which means it's going to be it's going to be all around. It's going to be an all around game. And these are tiny greens, comparatively yes. speaking, to the rest of the slate. 
Well, yeah, and the main thing to remember about this week is, as you mentioned, it's three courses, and and that means it's a three-day cut. So no cuts will happen until Saturday, and as you said, the Sunday will be the only time that the field is shortened. So uh, you're going to see your point totals. If you're playing DK, you're going to need higher point totals than you would typically used to be seeing because of that everyone's getting three days of golf. Uh, so obviously the totals are going to go up. And you mentioned this, yeah, stadium course and Nicholas course both uh, – both very challenging courses. Uh, out of these three, the La Quinta, La Quinta Country Club is definitely the easiest. It's the one that you want to have guys on at the right time because that's the one that the low scores are really set for the weekend on. Uh, and I'm going to get to that a little bit later when it comes to my key three stats. Uh, at, well, I'll just I'll say it now. For me, one of my bonus stats I'm going to say outside of my key three is guys who start. Wow, day, free free advice. Day one on Thursday on La Quinta. Because starting That's out good. the tournament, starting out the tournament low compared to the other guys who start out on Nicholas. Obviously, everyone gets to play La Quinta, but you start your tournament off in a tournament that is going to be a birdie fest. It's going to be a low score that you need to win because it's a three day cut. To get that out of the way right off the bat and get yourself in good position, it makes the next two days when you're playing two more challenging courses a little bit easier in your head from the mental standpoint. So give me La Quinta. It's proven in the stats. I believe it was, uh, uh, I want to say, the top 13 uh, finishers recent, like in recent years. I forget the exact stat, but um, like the top 13 in the last like three or four straight years has started on La Quinta. Like on average, that's where the most of them come when they finish in like the top 13, top 15, whatever. So starting on La Quinta on Thursday is actually a massive kind of little bonus stat for me this week when getting into our key three stats. I'm going to let you hit us with your key three stats first, though, coming off of that little nugget. I like that. I kind of like that as a, uh, like you said, I, I, w- I think it's a bonus stat. I don't think it's nothing you hang yeah. your hat on, but I do think that's no. definitely a, t- that's, that's a great tiebreaker because uh, you're right. La Quinta is going to be the one where the scoring is going to happen the most. Uh, but uh, at the same time, you look at people who've won this tournament. Hudson Swafford won it a couple of years ago. John Rahm yep. won it last year uh, when he was on that heater. And so, it, it, you know, solid players. This is not, this is not your, I feel bad. We always shit on the John Deere. This is not your Barbasol. I mean, this is a full field. This is a full field event. And they've got some studs out there, but my my key three, as always, starting off with ball striking because I can't, I just can't quit it. You know, again, taking approach and off the tee and combining yep. them, it's probably the most well-rounded you know snapshot you're going to get of a player. So I start with strokes gained, ball striking, and then I all three courses par seventy-two which means par fives are going to be great par and specifically in that par five scoring kind of family tree. I'm looking at Eagles gained. We're going to, we're going to see some low scores that, you know, again, with these three courses, 54 hole cut and the way that they are, whoever that cream that's rising to the top is going to be really, really low in numbers. And you only mm-hmm. get there if you take advantage of the par fives. And at this level with these guys, you can't just be expecting to birdie. You have to separate yourself with some eagles. So I'm doing eagles gain, ball striking, and then proximity 175 to 200 because between the par threes and a wide majority of these par four approach shots, who can who can handle that kind of 200 is really if I had to just say what you know which number the 200 you know within five ten yards of that, but 175 to 200, who is in that middle iron? Who's got that middle iron game dialed in and can hit it close to these small greens? No, I like that. And I like that you went with Eagles are better because uh, one of the things I noticed with this is that this week there's going to be two power fives that are between 550 and 600 yards. So two very you know decently long power fives are going to be in play this week. So you got to be able to score on the power fives. Eagles need to be in play when you're talking about low scores. So I like that. I went with uh, so similar proximity, but I went 150 to 175. But I but honestly, it was a toss up between. 150, 175, and 175 to 200. So um, I, I get why you went that. I also went birdie or better this week because, like I said, this is going to be uh, a kind of a score fest because of that Lakinti course. Uh, we're going to get some guys going low. And then for me, par fours, 450 to 500. Um, like I said, I think that kind of encapsulates uh, most of the majority of the par fours um, and gets us close to also kind of a rating on what guys are going to be able to do on some of the shorter par fives that are mixed in with those longer ones. So uh, 450 to 500 is where I went for the par fours. And then obviously uh, strokes gain approach as always. And then I did go strokes gain putting again as a, as a fifth stat, but I want to, I do want to mention something I changed up this week with, with putting. I kind of alluded to this last week. I'm going to try it this week to where for all my other stats I do for the past 24 rounds, 
But something you said guts me last week is that putting can be kind of sw- catch fire, lightning in a bottle. You, you It can turn on a dime for a guy. So for strokes gain putting, I wanted to shorten the sample size a little bit and really try to hone in on the guys that are hot now or who are – you know, cold now. So I shortened that to just the last 12 rounds. I cut it in half uh, and we're going to see what happens. So I'm going to try that out this week. We'll see what happens, but those are my key three sets. And with that, with time running low here, let's get into our emergency. nine. And if you're new to the program and if you knew this year, uh, this is a, a new segment this year we got going called the Emergency Nine. Instead of ten, uh, top ten rankings, we're going to give you nine rankings because it's just a more pleasurable golf number. Uh, and these rankings are meant to be used. <laughs> Please don't use the word pleasurable. <laughs> these rankings are meant to be able to help you, whether it's on DraftKings, whether it's on Underdog Fantasy, where me and Bud mainly play uh, because we like the snake-style draft over on Underdog. Um, but you can use It's it more pleasurable. Draft. It's more pleasurable. Uh, you can use it on any of your forms of fantasy golf. These are meant to be uh, kind of all-around rankings. Uh, so let's get into our nine to seven rankings. And for me, uh, like I said, I did come into play into uh, as a factor here the uh, starting on the Quinta course. For me, it played into my top. My top five guys are all guys who are starting on Thursday at La Quinta. After that, I went back into my rankings and, and kind of got a little custom with them. So nine to seven for me. Number nine is Sam Ryder. Uh, number eight is JT Poston, who had a, had himself a good week last week. Uh, and then number seven for me is Taylor Pendrith, who I was on last week. He followed it up with, I believe he finished, uh, I want to say he finished T10. Let me double check that right now. But I believe he finished T10 last week at the Sony Open. So Taylor Pendrith is someone I was on last week. I'm on him again. His putting is great. That is my seven to nine. Sam Ryder, JT Poston, and Taylor Pendrith. Who do you got for me? In my in my emergency nine this week, I'm actually only play, playing three guys that ended that wound up. I got start that over. Rewind. <laughs> in my emergency nine, there's only three guys that cross over into the top nine from my model. I am playing some kind of gut shots. Those of you who aren't new to the show know that I will. I'm not scared to shoot from the hip. I'm one of those nope. kind of old school scouts that uh, think that the metrics are there to guide us, not to necessarily He's make. Also, not scared to us. finish last. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, as long as she finishes first, then I got, I, I'm bringing in. I'm bringing in a couple of gut shots with Grayson Marie and, and Akshay at nine and eight. Grayson, for obvious reasons, you just never yep. know. Hot hand, and once you once that confidence hits, uh, maybe we've seen a lot of that back to back. Scotty Scheffler went on a run. John Rahm went on a run yep. last year. Um, Keegs even had a couple of wins and close calls back to back in recent memory. So I'm looking for Grayson Murray to show up. Akshay again, back on state side, uh, you know, after two decent, really solid showings from a kid coming off a win in the fall, he is going to be, he's, he's going to be living in my top nine until he wins again this year. And then right. I'll maybe try, maybe rotate him out. And then I agree with you, JT Poston. This is just, uh, when, when the numbers kind of line up for me, where does he, Where's he finished? He's like 30th in my model, which is close enough to get mm-hmm. my attention, especially with his name. And just with some of the articles you read and smart people seem to think that he's going to do well here. So I'll give me some JT posting as well. Grayson, AB and JT for my nine, eight and seven. I will say when last year we we actually spent a lot of time talking about how we don't pick the winner from the previous week. Uh, I will say this this time of the year, like that January, February time frame of tournaments west coast hawaii texas that seems to be the outlier to where you can get away with the last a, two a years who, yeah yeah a guy who wins the year uh, the week before um has just as much shot to win like late once we get past the majors and into the summer it, for some reason the tournaments seem to shake out to where they don't have as as high of odds uh but for me let's go four to oh i should say six to four because we're gonna go down uh number six for me is scotty scheffler um, once again, just, uh, it's time for him to get back on the horse and get really into a groove here. So in this type of course, oh, I should say the type of three courses where he can do it. We've seen it before West coast, uh, you know, comfortable playing on the West coast. Uh, you already said him actually, Batia for me as well. He's my number five guy here. And then I'm going back to a guy I played last week and it turned out for me, Eric Cole coming off another good week. Uh, he started off hot last year. I'm hoping he keeps that going. He finished T13 at the Sony Open last week. So I'm riding Eric Cole as my number four this week. Give me your six to four. Don't ever say that you're riding Eric Cole ever again. We got to talk about something. Did you, you see Maurice Jones through? Yes, well, I did. Uh, 
Yeah. And, then, and it was freaking awesome. He was, That's what I'm he saying. was like, can you, do you think they can ride, off. ride the D and he may, he stared at that man until he repeated ride the D. No, no, what was better than the stare even was the, like the roll of the eyes and the, okay, yeah. I'm going to do yeah, this. I guess That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, yeah. Like if we're going to like, everybody heard it, I'm not going to let you get away with that one. Exactly. That's just like, uh, I guess, uh, Jaden, da- Jaden Daniels has his own or Jaden Milbert, either the Alabama or LSU has his own uh, line of clothing. And the acronym stands for, let a naysayer know. Oh yes, yeah, they blank. brought that. In the, the, and it was Pat McAfee who said, "That's not what I thought it meant." And then Desmond <laughs> and Joey could not keep their shit together. So oh, four, five, that. and That's six. Awesome. I'm actually gonna. Yeah. Uh, I see. I got Patrick Cantlay, Patty Ice. Uh, he starts to ter- kick it into gear. This and this is kind of that mid mid, mid to upper tier tournament where again it's not the John Deere, or the Barbasol, but it's not a signature event. So Patrick Cantlay, Adam Shank. Because he ranks out enough in my model to get my attention. He's 16th in my model, number one in my heart. He just signed an endorsement deal with French Lick Resorts, home of the Pete Dye course. My oh, you love French favorite. Lick. Love French Lick, baby. Not just for not just for Pluto <laughs> Water and Larry Bird. And then Ricky Fowler, come on down. Again, there are there certain names that when they jump out at you on your model, and Ricky's 10th in my model this week. And, uh, and so I'm, I'm going to give Ricky some love. And then we got three spots left. Who you like up top? Yeah, so this is why I like up top, and I'm one a little top heavier. Uh, two out of my three, uh, number three, I'm going Chesham Hadley. Uh, I think he's just playing well right now. It just makes sense. The numbers line up, and then uh, as well as here, b- these two guys because they are like they have the ability to score low, really anywhere they go. These two guys are both starting on La Quinta as well. Like I said, my reasonings earlier, but both Patrick Cantley at number two and then Xander Shoffley at number one. Uh, it just seems like everything is lining up for their situation this week to go low and to run away with this one. So I like both of them uh, to really turn out this week. Who are your one to three or three to one, whichever order you choose to go? I overlooked Cam Davis a lot last year because I got snake bit once or twice, but he played really well. Uh, at the Sony on Thursday, kind of flirting with the leaderboard early up top. We saw him. And so, and he finished 30th. And so the numbers for him, you know, keep him in my top nine. So I'm going to give Cam Davis some love. Justin Thomas is fourth in my model. And when you talk about ball striker of ball strikers, he's kind of dialing back in. I think he's going to have a little bit of a fire under his, mm-hmm. in his belly. Cause he was not out at the century. You know, he did not qualify for you know, for the FedEx cup, he had to play in the fall and he didn't accomplish really any of his goals from last year. And then number one in my model, number one ball striker, I'm with you, Scotty Scheffler, come on down. Yeah. Uh, you can't, you almost, now if you're on DraftKings, I can understand wanting to stay away from him at 11 four. Uh, but for That's like what thing, you said, yeah. if he's, if, if, if I see Scotty Scheffler's name, <laughs> I'm going to snag him up as quick as humanly possible. I will say that if you're using my my specifically my rankings for DraftKings this week, I do have a lot of high price guys in my rankings, so you're not going to be able to play them all. So play it, you know, be smart with your your budgeting. Uh, but we only have a few minutes left. Let's get to the announcements that we've been teasing kind of all show. We have a few exciting ones. So first of all, you, if you've been following us on on social medias this this week, uh, we have some clothing to drop. We have some wines. Uh, if you go over to and I want because I keep typing it in wrong. If you go over to um, Jesus, where is it? DC4LCustomTees.com. I always get the four and the L mixed up, so I wanted to make sure I read it right. DC4LCustomTees.com. You can get our newest merch. Uh, one that is a three-putt kind of joke, putt, putt, putt shirt. Awesome, fun. But the, 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 the biggest one that is going to tease a new segment we are coming out next week, you can get a T-shirt that says Morning Wood on it. And I don't know if that excites you like it excites us. Morning wood always excites me. Speaking of morning wood, did you know that back at the the American Express back in the day, this was the Bob Hope Desert Classic, right? And it used to be around, it used to be done until like 2005 or 12, somewhere in there. This was a five day tournament. That's famously why they Mm -hmm. couldn't get a lot of the top guys to commit. Uh, But they used to have what they called the Bob Hope, the, the classic girls. And they would, it was almost like they were, it was, yeah, exactly. They would find local, (laughs) local young ladies who were in college or they might be on the pageant circuit. Sounds like how Barstool started. And they would come out and they would follow around the featured groups. And there was just the, it was kind of like ringside entertainment because again, this was the Bob Hope desert classic. And this was also 
a celebrity pro-am for sure. the longest time, you know, Frank Sinatra. I'm looking at a picture of Sammy Davis Jr., Bob Hope, Johnny Miller, and President Gerald Ford. So that there is a little bit of that history and that little bit of kind of pizzazz that is lost in the in the new mm -hmm. age of golf. But this is a this has traditionally been kind of a fun tr uh, special tournament in the PGA Tour. So don't we have we don't have the Bob Hope girls anymore, but we do have Morning Wood right around the corner. We do. And if you like fun golf attire or not even golf attire, just everyday attire, sweatshirts, uh, coffee mugs, uh, T-shirts, whatever you want to find on there. We have these two designs up now. We have more designs coming. I promise you that I got a lot in the uh, in the in the wheelhouse. If you want to say getting ready to go the hopper in the hopper, that's a better analogy. Thank you. Uh, ready to go working with the guys over at uh, DC4L Custom Tees. Uh, so stay tuned for those. We will be dropping those soon. Um, yeah, and that's look, the Amex is here this week. Let's get into it. The golf season's here. Uh, I love it. We got divisional round football coming up this week as well. The wild card was crazy and boring at the same time, and I loved it. Boring. Uh, <laughs> that's going to do it for us here on Divots and Pivots tonight, guys. And don't forget, you can email us at the show, uh, divotsandpivots at gmail.com. Email us throughout the week. We will get to your emails during the show, uh, or you can email us live on the show. We'll keep an eye on it. I'm Andrew Leduque, a.k.a. Mr. Mallard. This I have it mirrored. This is Bud Copeland. Uh, check us out every Tuesday here on Fantasy Sports Corporation, 8 o'clock. We love you guys. Stay classy. Classy.